been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow, brought to you by The Magical Lifestyle. This is episode three, and it's August 24th, 2020, and I'm your host, Gene. And today we have an awesome show. We have some interviews with Matt from Neverland Trading, as well as Chris Carlin from ESPN Radio to discuss the NBA bubble that is currently being played in Walt Disney World right now. And also our cast today will be discussing our own Disney bucket list. So without further ado, let's start the Disney Underground roll call. First, we got Dan and Stephanie. What's up, guys? Hi, ho! How's it going? Hi. Good. <laughs> Good, apparently. Great. Yeah. Then we got Samantha. Hey, everyone. Going? And then that brings us to Shakti. What's up, Shakti? Hey, I can't beat Dan and Stephanie. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't. A normal high for me. <laughs> We'll take it. We'll take it. So that brings us to this week's sponsor. This week's episode is proudly sponsored by Neverland Trading, and they've been making magic-inspired apparel since 2015, so make sure you check out their website, www.neverlandtrading.com, and on Instagram at neverland underscore trading. If you're looking for some fun magic-inspired t-shirts for your next Disney vacation, then you definitely need to check out their website and check out Neverland Trading. And stick around, actually, because a little bit later in the episode, we will be talking to Matt from Neverland Trading and getting a little into uh, what they got going on at their, at their company. And that brings us to this week's trip a question and giveaway. So let's start with the giveaway prize. This week's prize is actually going to be two pieces. It's going to be two t-shirts from the Neverland Trading. The first is going to be a Kylo Ren themed t-shirt. It's going to be size large. And then there's also going to be a second t-shirt and it is a Neverland themed t-shirt and that's going to be size small. The trivia question, on next Wednesday's episode of the Disney Top 5 on August 19th, Samantha gave her top five character dining options. What was Samantha's number two character dining option? Okay, so you guys are going to want to answer that. You DM us on Instagram. All the correct answers get entered into the drawing. So you're going to want to DM us. It's going to be at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle. You DM us the correct answer. All the correct answers get entered into the drawing and we select one lucky winner from all the correct answers. And the announcement for the winner will be on Monday's episode, next Monday's episode, August 31st. And you can start answering right now from now until August 27th, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, guys. So good luck. And now, Dan and Stephanie, what do we got to do? I don't know. Tell us what we're doing, Gene. (laughs) We are actually going to announce last week's winner. All right. Last week's winner is Jeff Anderson. He had the correct answer, Living with the Land, which was Angelique's number one Epcot ride and attraction. So congratulations, Jeff. We'll be reaching out to you on Instagram to get your shipping info. You won the Holiday Candle Company, Lao Island Breeze Scented Candle. So again, we'll be reaching out to you to get your shipping info so we can send that out to you. And uh, congratulations and thanks for listening again. And that will bring us to our first guest today. He's one of my all-time favorite sports talk hosts, Chris Carlin of ESPN Radio. And he's here to discuss the NBA bubble being played down at Disney World. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. What's going on? Uh, it's great to have you. Really, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, Happy you know, to do it. Oh, great. You know, it's such a crazy time right now with sports and in the world. Um, I probably not since World War II has 
what's been so affected by current events in the, in the day. Just a crazy time to sports right now. Um, it, it is. And, and uh, you know, it's great to see some of it coming back as it is. I'm still skeptical about some of it. I'm still skeptical, skeptical about college football and about the NFL. But I think there are a lot of other things that are doable. And I think we're seeing it done pretty well in the NBA bubble and, and the WNBA and the NHL. They've done a great job so far. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they've kind of, they could teach a class on how to run this thing. They've done such a remarkable job with it, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, and I listened to your show enough to know your stance on the MLB season. What's your take on the restart of the NBA? Do you feel like the champion this year should look, be looked at differently? No, I, I don't think so because I, I look at the NBA and they played the majority of their games before this came up. So I would say no. I think that more than anything, this is a, an opportunity for the NBA to really show that you can do things a little bit differently. And I think that they have done just that. It's been impressive. And it is a true champion to me because you not only have um, more than three quarters of the season already played coming into the bubble, but you also you know, played eight regular season games down the stretch. You did not put the teams that didn't belong there in that position. And you've really created a, a situation that while it's more challenging, I think in some ways the this NBA championship, this Stanley Cup playoff may be worth a little bit more than the usual one, given all the circumstances involved. It's definitely a lot more adversity these guys are going to have to get through, I feel like, this season. And it's a shame, too. I feel like the Suns had such a great run in the bubble where they go 8-0 yeah. to not be able to get into the tournament. It's just a shame because I feel like they were just hitting on all cylinders that Devin Booker is going to be a future star. I'd love to see him join the Knicks in a few years. Hmm. Hopefully we don't get time for tampering, I guess. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's. I think he's going to be you know just a stud in the NBA for years to come. But which, for the season's MVP, who do you have? And does that change for the NBA bubble? Do you have a different NBA bubble MVP? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I get it. Everybody has been on LeBron, and I totally understand why. I, I think it's Giannis. Uh, I, my mentality when it comes to this kind of thing is always the guy that's most valuable to his team's success. And so it may not be the guy who has the best numbers in the entire league. Now, Giannis is right there with that as well, but where would the Milwaukee Bucks be without Giannis? I mean, uh, obviously the Lakers would be nowhere without LeBron, but they still have Anthony Davis. I don't think the supporting cast uh, for Giannis is terrible, but I think the Lakers supporting cast is a little bit better. Personally, I would vote Giannis. What about for the NBA bubble? You think it's still him or who else? Who do you think's outshined everybody else in the, in the bubble? Well, I mean, I don't think there's any question it's Dame Lillard. Uh, you know, Damian Lillard's been unbelievable uh, in the bubble so far as we're taping as you saw him in game mm-hmm. one against the Lakers and, and beating them. And boy, it, you know, he's been just so impressive. A superstar in the Pacific Northwest that people just don't pay about, pay attention to because of the team that he plays for. And because here on the East Coast, we're not staying up until one in the morning to watch the Blazers take on the Jazz. It's not happening. So yeah. you don't get as much of a look at him. But boy, he is he is something special and he has really showcased it here. 34 points, game one, five assists, 10 for 10 from the line. Could you imagine him as a Nick? He'd be the second coming if he was on, on, a, on a big East Coast oh, team. There's you know, no like, question. Put him in a big market. He'd be, you know, I mean, he already is a star, but. Yeah, no, look, the, you know, as much as they say these days that that's changed, you don't have to be in New York or Los Angeles to be a superstar. There are some towns that you maybe don't want to be in if you're mm-hmm. going to be a superstar. And I think that Portland, you know, great town, but it's one of those towns. It's a one horse town kind of thing. You know, you don't right. want uh, some of your top players in Sacramento. <laughs> um, the, these are just, you know, it's just facts of business. So I think more than anything, though, Lillard has really put them in a great 
great position, and I, I love watching him play. I have for a long time. Yeah, he's dynamite. So who do you have in the finals this season? I'm still on the Bucks, and I, I know they lost game one. I, I'm not too worried about it. I, I think that the Bucks are still the best team in the East, so I'm not going to back off that. And I have been on the Clippers all season long. Uh, they got fortunate in game one with what happened with Porzingis, but at the same time, the Clippers to me are a team that since they got Marcus Morris, I think just has too much talent and too much depth and also keeping Morris away from the Lakers. I, I really think the Clippers, even though they didn't play great in the bubble down the stretch, I think they're a team that is right prime to win an NBA championship. Yeah, it's, it's, Kawhi's got a really good, strong, strong cast around him. Yeah. There, so. yeah. Listen, when you have Pat Beverly and George and, and what they have, it is just super impressive. And I, I like where they are right now. Yeah. And, and they all seem like they're all pretty, I mean, they got a lot of good young talent. No one's old. It's not like anyone's at the end of the, the end of the road on that team. So they could be around for a while. Yeah, I think they could too. And, and look, that's having teams in Los Angeles uh, playing at that level. I mean, you know, the Lakers have always owned the town, yeah. but if you can put a, another team out there and really create a, a massive rivalry, you've got the Clippers, you know, moving out of the Staples Center here in the next couple of years, boy, it would really blow that up. And, yeah. and I think it would be fantastic for the league. So what do you think about the Knicks? You think they're going to be finally in good hands now with the new leadership over there? Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm a Leon Rose fan and they've tried this a lot of different ways over the last 10 years, over the last 20 years. It hasn't worked. And I think if you're putting Leon Rose in a position to be a salesman and to bring in guys like World Wide West, to add credibility to the garden, it can only help. Now, ultimately, they're going to have to get some talent through the draft, some good young players that teams want or that uh, superstars want to play with. Mm -hmm. Because right now, Madison Square Garden is not enough. And it hasn't been for a few years. I don't think it has been since LeBron turned him down the first time. With that in mind, Tom Thibodeau has it on him right now to develop R.J. Barrett, to develop uh, Mitchell Robinson into frontline players that other t players want to be with to give them a chance to win. And the thing about it is that shouldn't get lost, even though the Garden is not as special as it was. I think you have to look at it from this standpoint. If you come and you bring this organization back to championship form, you will be revered forever. I mean, that is, you know, there are superstar athletes in the game. But if you're able to take a team that hasn't won a championship in 50 years and turn them into a championship team, then your place in history, your legacy is cemented. And, and that's kind of what I was kind of going with the whole Lillard thing. If he was be the guy, I mean, there'd be a statue on every street corner in Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's not even just not winning a championship in the last 50 years. It's just being God awful and putrid for the last 20. Yeah. Except for like that one year we had that nice run but we still ended up coming up short. I thought we still yeah. stood further in that playoff run with Carmelo. So Yeah, listen, I mean, they won 54 games with Carmelo one year, but I, I personally never felt like Carmelo was the guy that you wanted to be the centerpiece. And I, I'm not saying that he's uh, in his prime a full-on role player. He obviously was a great scorer. He led the league in scoring. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, Carmelo in a position like he's in right now is in a great position. Mm -hmm. I, I think that when he was here to be the centerpiece of the Knicks building a championship, 
championship team. I just don't think that's a role that he's ever going to be best in. Yeah, I mean, he's got a, he's in a great situation right now in Portland. Really yeah, is. yeah, and, and he can come and he can just add to it now. Again, there, there's an in between there. I I would have wanted to see Carmelo be a number two on a great team, and and then I think you would have had a chance at him winning a championship. I've always felt that Carmelo's been pretty overrated in his career. He would have been a great Pippen to LeBron. Yeah, I I agree, and the ability to fill it up uh, from anywhere on the court would have helped as well, but I don't know that he was ever interested in being Pippen. He wanted to be Jordan, and he's just not. You have to understand what your limitations are, even though you're a great player. You can lead the league in scoring. That's fantastic. I also look at it from a standpoint of what have you done in the postseason, and I think he made it to the conference finals once with the Nuggets early in his career, and other than that, it hasn't been much at all to speak of. No, no. So, Chris, I just, you know, I've been a fan for a long time. I've listened to you from you started at FAN to Loudmouths to back to your return to FAN and now on ESPN. Uh, so I got a couple of Chris Collins sports broadcaster questions, if that's cool. Okay. All right. You've been around radio for a while. Who did you learn most from earlier in your career? You know, there are a few different people. Um, uh, the guy I learned the most from early is a guy named Bob Beeler, who is the voice at Boise State. And when I was in college, he worked at Bucknell University in Pennsylvania. And we got to know each other uh, doing minor league baseball together in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And Bob taught me what it was to prepare. And it was uh, incredibly, incredibly enlightening because you need to have everything at your disposal to be prepared for a game. And you may not use 95% of your information and that's okay. But you know, if you don't have the information that you need, that situation is going to pop up and that's not coincidence. So, you know, Bob for me was an incredible mentor from that standpoint, from mechanics of doing games, things like that. You know, when it comes to doing talk shows, you know, I produced Mike and the Mad Dog for a long time. I obviously uh, learned a lot from that about critical thinking, about looking beyond the surface of a particular topic and really delving deep, trying to find out what people's motives are in in how things are are playing out in dramatic situations. Uh, Looking at the bigger picture uh, was something that I I learned an awful lot out uh, about them. And then the other thing is just when I broke through, it it wasn't even somebody that was a, a great influence on me. But when my boss finally started thinking that I was decent at it, it was when I wasn't worried about having every little piece of information in front of me and doing a talk show and rather just went off and just had some fun with the callers. Yes, being informed and being prepared is incredibly important, but I've always been at my best when it's kind of off the cuff uh, as a host and when I can be an idiot. And, And that has served me well in my career. So, you know, the first five, 10 times I did shows back in 2001, my boss hated them because I I was too concerned about all the formatics of everything. And then when I thought that this part of the career was really going nowhere, that's when I just decided to just kind of goof around a little bit and have fun on the air. And that's when they decided that I had something. That was an incredible uh, lesson for me. And I know, God, we all hear it so many times a day of just be yourself and all that. And nobody really knows what that means. But that's how that's how I learned what being yourself means. When you are just unabashedly whatever makes you tick on the air, the, the most realism you can bring to it, uh, the better. 
who would be your favorite co-host that you ever worked with? Who did you feel like you just melded with perfectly and it was just natural? Yeah, I mean, I think there's been a couple. Um, I, I don't know that I can pick one. Adam Shine and I got each other on Loudmouse. You know, right. we got what we were trying to do. That was kind of a seamless thing from the beginning. And that was a fun time for, for seven and a half, eight years. Maggie Gray is phenomenal because Maggie and I have the same work ethic, have the same dive into the deepest part of the story mentality and find the aspect of a story that nobody's talking about. Find the new angle. Um, Ike Reese in Philadelphia, same thing. Learned so much from Ike about being, you know, just watching him in that town as a former player and stepping in and being able to be myself and he was comfortable in his role. Like we melded really well and I was only with him for a year. Bart Scott's a tremendous teammate. Bart will have your back in any situation situation. And I love that about him. So I, I've been in some very fortunate situations. It's hard to pick an ideal one, but I just look at it from guys who, and and women for that matter, who are going to make you better, who are going to challenge you at your job. And my last few jobs, that, that's been the case. And I, I, I love that. And I, I miss CMB. I, I was, I felt like just as you guys hit your stride, they kind of they toyed with it and they shouldn't have. I feel like ESPN is, is the better for it because they got a chance to get you over there. If you mm. only let to watch one more sport the rest of your life, which sport is it? Uh, I think it's probably football. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, it was baseball at one point. When I was a kid growing up, I was absolutely baseball crazy in, in every way. I don't want to say I've been turned off to it, but I I don't enjoy it quite as much as I used to. Uh, I still enjoy it. I love going to games. That That's the best part about it for me. And obviously, we're missing that right now. And that may just be a function of the times mm -hmm. at the moment. But football is just the best in every way in that it's the ultimate team sport. It has so much drama, pressure, just all the elements. And it honestly feels like two sides going to war. And I really enjoy uh, watching football more than anything. Excellent. So this is a Disney show. So I do have one Disney question for you. Yeah. Favorite Disney movie. Favorite Disney movie. I'm forgetting the name of it again, but it was it was Mickey uh, dressed up as the magician. Fantasia. Um, Fantasia. I, how can I keep forgetting it? <laughs> this is what happens when you get older. Absolutely love Fantasia. I loved a lot of the Disney movies that were more live action movies too. When I was really young, I remember going to a drive-in and seeing you know Herbie the Love Bug and and Bedknobs and Broomsticks in a double feature and things like that. So I I loved those kind of Disney movies. I you know I. I don't have kids. We don't have Frozen playing all the time. We don't have uh, all those kinds of movies uh, playing in our house all the time. So I, I would look at it like uh, a lot of the live action movies were the ones that, that I enjoyed uh, more than anything. Oh, that's really awesome. That's really cool. So Chris, I just want to thank you so much for, for joining us today. It was really just a pleasure to have you on in our honor. You know, My pleasure, Gene. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me and uh, really appreciate all the kind words, man. And, and also you have the, uh, the Yankees podcast, Sandwiches yeah. in the Box which is yes which is doing it every day monday through friday um kind of giving you a just kind of a rundown of the night before analyzing some of the storylines from the night before previewing the next day and getting all kinds of uh, player and manager reaction from the night before too it's been fun to do it's it's a different kind of project that i wanted to give a shot to and it, it's been fun and i do it all in 20 minutes you know because if you're like me throughout this <laughs> you have lost your ability to focus so i can't sit there and listen to something for an hour and a half that that that's just me though so uh, that's kind of what i tried to model it out 
after, but it, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's, yeah, no, it's a great listen. It's a great listen. So uh, please, guys, please check out Chris Carlin weeknights, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 98.7 FM. And if you're not in New York, you can always check him on the, uh, the ESPN app and also listen to the podcast, Savages in the Box. And again, thank you so much for joining us, Chris. We really do appreciate it. Hey, Gene, thank you so much for having me. Uh, great. We'll be in touch, brother. Be good. All right, man. Thanks again. All right, next we have the TV, Disney, and Movie Minute. Samantha, you got the TV and movie, the Disney TV and Movie Minute for us? <laughs> yes, I do. What do so, we got? Venus and Ferb, the movie Candace Against the Universe, is coming this Friday, August 28th. Also, Weird But True, Episode 3 of Season 3. Fantastic Four, the hit from 2005 starring Jessica Alba and Chris Evans. That also will be on Friday. Muppet Now, Episode 5 of Season 1. Also, Alice Through the, the Looking Glass, the 2006. 16 sequel to 2010's live action Alice in Wonderland starring Mia I'm going to kill this name I don't Was- even want to try it myself <laughs> Wasikowska I think that's how it is that's why I didn't want to read it <laughs> <laughs> thank you I set you up uh- <laughs> Johnny Depp, Helena Boham Carter. And also the last thing that's coming out is a new episode of One Day at Disney. This week's episode is about Eric Baker, the Imagineering creator director and his involvement in creating of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which I'm super excited. Me too. I love that show, man. You guys ever watch the One Day at Disney on Disney so, Plus? Yes. So I love all the back behind the scenes stuff that they have. They have the Imagineering story, that six part episode, that six part series. That was great too. I love all that behind the scenes Disney love stuff. It. It's like a little insight to everything. And then also the Phineas and Ferb. I mean, I know I sound like I'm 12, but, I'm, <laughs> but you know, I mean, like I'm a grown man and we have a Disney podcast. I mean, obviously I'm going to watch <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. And then we also got some Disney news. So let's get into the Disney news, guys. Dan and Stephanie, what do you guys got in Disney news this week? We've got Disney's Hercules is heading to Broadway. Yeah. Oh. Well, there's no start date yet. Alan Menken revealed that there will be as many as five new songs that will be added wow. to Broadway production. That's awesome. That's that's going to be, yeah, it's oh, going to be a good awesome, one. right? And the next one we're a little bummed can, about. Yeah, but. can you cue the super <laughs> sad funeral music? Wah, right wah, now? Wah. The new Mary Poppins Cherry Tree Lane attraction yeah. which is supposed to be coming to the UK Pavilion and Epcot's World Showcase appears to now be shelved indefinitely. That's, That's terrible. not good news. Terrible. You know, I was so excited for that. We touched on, on, on Mary Poppins a little bit last week. I, I, I was talking about my history with Mary Poppins. Shakti also as well talked about her history with Mary Poppins. So I know she's got to be bummed about this. I was. Um, there's I nothing, am. they don't give her, any, I mean, she's one of the oldest classics in Disney. And all we really kind of get is we see her every once in a while in the UK Pavilion signing some autographs and, and taking some photos. It's like, give us something. Yeah, I know. I was excited about that. You know that we did, um, we dined, or we've done the character dining I think everywhere and we've done the Grand Floridian twice mm-hmm. once with Alessandra maybe like 17 years ago oh wow so she's a little and girl then, yes yes and then with Bella when we stayed there like three years ago and I have pictures of both and I swear it's the same Mary Poppins <laughs> 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 I have the pictures to prove it but I didn't ask her Mary Poppins doesn't, doesn't age so. she doesn't age no doesn't age. She perfect it's real Disney magic however there is a word here that says appears to now be 
show. Indefinitely. So yeah, that's all. it's, it's not like they've come out that. and said, let's just, it, let's we just ruined your lives, positive. it's over. No one said that. We have hope, of course. It could happen. One hopes that after everything kind of goes back to normal and people start going back to the parks and money starts coming back to Disney, maybe that's something that they can revisit because I'm sure they already have to have an idea of what they were going to do. So maybe it makes sense that since they already kind of have an established project that they were looking at, especially, I mean, it could have been anything that big budget. It wasn't going to be a big ride. It was just going to be an attraction. So I got to imagine it's something that they could definitely revisit once once business is back up and running. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what else you guys got for us? The new Cirque du Soleil show, Drawn to Life in Disney Springs, that was originally due to start, shows back on the 17th of April, but then was pushed back to November 5th due to COVID, has been pushed back again to February 10th. That's kind of a bummer. Um, tickets, yeah, tickets start at $79 for the new show, which is slated to do one 5.30 p.m. performance Tuesdays through Saturdays. But now we got to wait till February. Oh, now we got to wait till February. But fantastic. <laughs> Valentine's. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's wait up, so. Yeah, I, see? <laughs> and I feel like it used to be more expensive back when they had the, the original Cirque du Soleil. I, I feel I, like it was more. So but I could be wrong, but. I feel um, like $79 is extremely fair yeah i mean for what you're getting i mean it's a big production i mean it's you know they have them all over the place i mean and they're always they're all in unique individual performances based on where they're they're done definitely i feel like a good date night uh show you know or even with the family have a confession i have never done i've never been to circus soleil i was gonna say the same thing please leave you guys never been there before Anything? Yeah, I, 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 it's definitely something I would love to do. Like maybe like you got a it, you love it. It's yeah, it's, oh, you love it. I mean, I've never seen it. I've, I've never performed it. in it, but <laughs> I've never you know, seen it from the crowd. You know, from <laughs> from yeah, you different thing. Right. High wire. They used to call me that. They are absolutely I think it's one of those things where if you if you watch it on TV at home, it's not really that big a deal. But when you go to it, you just yeah. see it in person, it's like a different it's like a different event altogether. Like I look at Broadway as the same thing. I feel like going is part of the experience. Now Hamilton I loved watching that. I didn't see it live, I watched it on yeah. TV and that I loved. But you know, that that's very rare that I could actually watch Broadway at home and be into it, like unlike going to a Broadway play. But and I think this might be the same thing, but going to it is just an insane experience. Just seeing some of the stuff they did do you like it's not even you feel like you're watching some type of cgi but it's live and in front of you yes yes it's It's, crazy it's it's super cool super cool yeah i don't even know what to say about it (laughs) so yeah no you definitely gotta you definitely gotta take it take a chance it's checking that out so sam what do we got in the news today so starting today august 24th shanghai disney will raise park capacity to 50 percent shanghai disney's capacity had originally been at 30 percent since reopening back in may along with the raise in capacity shanghai disney will also be launching a new reservation system that will provide more flexibility for guests so i'm curious how that's gonna how that's gonna work? Yeah, yeah I they didn't, I heard something about that too, and you know it's it's I, what is what is the Florida capacity at? Like, how are they judging that? I don't know offhand. Is, is you know, I'm know? not I'm not sure, but when we went last month, it, whatever it is, it was awesome. Yeah, I know, I know you uh, you and Shakti both were there, and, and it was you guys both said that the parks were dead. You guys got to go do everything pretty much. You said what like in four yeah. hours you did the whole Magic Kingdom. So yes, I did. So and they I'm, definitely I'm, we're limited. Thinking it. about going back. Yeah, I mean, might as well. I like I I'm hoping that it's I'm like I said I'm going in September. I'm hoping it's still going to be really just quiet hopefully by then still and i can do 
everything I want to do. But yeah, I, I'm not sure what, what the parks here are. But if they're raising them to 50%, it means you know they must be That's doing true. a pretty good job of controlling things out there. So so what else we got? So Disney Springs World of Disney Store has had its annual Halloween makeover. The World of Disney is now loaded up with fun, spooky Disney merch, including clothing, snacks, home decor, and of course, Halloween-styled Mickey ears. I am so excited. Halloween is our favorite <laughs> holiday. I mean, if I take you guys downstairs, my house is already decorated Halloween. <laughs> It the is, Halloween tree. We actually, that is, I'm slowly making my way. My husband wasn't completely happy about it. So I'm, I'm making my way to a tree, but <laughs> hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast. Maybe steps. He'll know my, Maybe steps. He'll know my evil plan. You know, my gripe though about the Halloween oh, is because yeah. she's right. Halloween, I'm Christmas. The thing about the Halloween stuff, and I'm a merchandise freak, I wish there would also be kind of a balance between more of like kind of Haunted Mansion adult style stuff too and it seems like the halloween stuff always leans on more of the kitty side and i wish you know what i agree with that you know you said spooky in the news it's like it's kind of not though it's more fun than spooky yeah but i wish there i wish the villains were greater represented yeah i think the villains night that they had was a step in the right direction Mm -hmm. at least have something with the the parade and the headless horseman and stuff that's kind of what i'm talking about and it doesn't have to be all over the place, but at least something. Yeah, it kind of had its balance where yeah. it's not too kitty, but not... I mean, I agree. Uh, we're, we're huge Haunted Mansion fans. Um, My son's fifth birthday was Haunted Mansion themed. <laughs> I had to cricket everything because there's no birthday supplies <laughs> of Haunted Mansion. <laughs> oh, so that was, that was fun. That. My best friend's a baker, so she actually baked the cake. But again, everything is just, you know, making it up as we go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things, too. Like, if, I don't know if you guys remember when they, there was like those rumors that they were going to start a theme park just for villains i can't i think forbidden kingdom maybe i forget what they were going to call it but there was going to be a park where they were going to have it just for the disney villains if they would have done that that would have been the best at at halloween time because they could have done so many different things with it because it's based on the villains you know so that would have been really cool but um so huge now and they have the man yeah it's funny they're not doing you know at least a limited couple nights or something just for something special you know for the adult i suppose there's a lot that would have to go into it and they could do like an 18 and overnight you know where it's kind of weird it's basically you don't have to worry about the kids getting scared just grown-ups can kind of go for a night yeah, you know, of course. That might be a little cool. But actually, Samantha, do you have anything coming up for with, with your uh, with the ears for, for Halloween? Yes, we actually have a couple of new designs. I'm about to release Maleficent and Hocus Pocus coming oh, up cool. in the next couple weeks. And my son is he loves he loves all of Jason. And so we'll also be releasing Jason, Freddy Krueger, and hopefully Michael Myers. Oh, Excellent. Cool. And nice. please just tell everybody real quick where, where your page is at because I'm telling you, she's got the coolest ears, man. She really does. <laughs> Thank you. So you can follow follow me on Instagram at JSA and I'm going to spell because it's creations but it's spelled D-R-3-D-T-I-O-N-S check them out they're really cool and so now that brings us to Shakti but Shakti's what she's got in the news today what do you got all right I think I have all the Disney plus information so I'll start off with really good news for Star Wars fans Disney plus series Obi-Wan Kenobi was originally slated to start shooting in January 21st may have been pushed up to start producing as early as next month which is awesome. Production is intended to begin with exterior shots that will be filmed in Southern California, which would be the same lot used for The Mandalorian. Filming for Obi-Wan Kenobi is also expected to take place in the UK at Pinewood Studios, which is fantastic. While this sounds like great news for Star Wars, there's always obviously a downside. It was supposed to be six episodes to begin with, and I think that they're cutting it down to four. So that would be, Hopefully, maybe they're just longer episodes. Maybe an hour and a half versus like yeah. 40 
Mandalorian was way too short. So it also says that while Obi-Wan Kenobi will be the latest Star Wars series to launch on Disney+, Plus, it won't be the last. So us fans, us Star Wars fans, can look forward to Rogue One prequel series, as well as individual series based on Lando Calrissian, Darth Maul, and my hunky... You know what? I have to talk about the hunks. <laughs> Han Solo. All right? So you got Zach <laughs> which we know is a six for you, but then we yeah, have Han Come on, you got to give him at least, at least a nine and a half. <laughs> who? Who a nine Zach. and a half? Zach Efron? Uh, no, Harrison <laughs> Ford, the original uh, Han Solo. <laughs> Harrison Ford's like 105. Dude, oh. he's still oh. Harrison Ford. He's still Han Solo. When he gets thrown off that bridge in episode seven. Oh, good. I didn't see it coming. I'm on six. What? Spoiler <laughs> alert. I'm sorry. No, you're not, right? Uh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, that was my favorite Star Wars scene of all time. Sorry, everybody terrible. out there. I, I'll tell you why. Because if, if he didn't see that coming, man, he deserved it no saying. okay so quick question who to you is a nine or a ten yeah because obviously i'm just I mean, curious to, just to know it's not Clint Eastwood. Sorry, it's not jack efron <laughs> well every guy loves i'm me. kidding and yeah, it's definitely will get this one <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. dr stephen brule to me is a nine. Oh, <laughs> oh it's just i like to think of myself as a hunk <laughs> They have I, no I, idea who Stephen Brule is. He's a, it's a funny show. Dan does like an impeccable. Uh, okay, wait. What's his name? I'm going to Google him. Dr. Stephen Brule. It's a character played okay. by John C. Riley. Oh, John C. Riley. And Dan, <laughs> let me tell you something. If you would have taken oh off the camera. Oh my goodness. Are you crazy? <laughs> if you would have turned off the camera and play a clip of John C. Riley doing doing it and then play a, a clip of Dan doing it, you wouldn't be able to tell who was John C. Riley and which one was Dan. That's how spot on it. It that's how spot on it is. No. It's spot on. We have this video that I did of it's me doing much. Steve Brule trying all the the Coke dispensers it's, out in, in Epcot, Epcot and Tim and Eric, their page grabbed onto it, started posting it and all of a sudden we had all these likes about Stephen Brule. All the, yeah, and like what it got up to like two thousand views it's or so, something. And we were so like, ridiculous. Oh, it's, I'm trying to keep up and like yeah. Yeah. Steve Stephen anyway. Brule is probably a nine. Oh, you can see that, right, Sam? Sam's gushing over him right now. I can see. <laughs> I'm going to disagree. <laughs> but he's got a sparkling personality. So we went from talking Disney to talking hunks. <laughs> of course. I know why I'm on the show, apparently, to talk about hunks. <laughs> back, back, to, back to those shows. What would be really cool is, and I don't know if that's the game plan, for Orlando Calrissian show, Donald Glover, to basically play that role again from the movie the Han Solo movie or and I don't and I'm blanking out on the actor's name who played Han Solo in that movie as well but to have him play I that. don't know his name he was he was good though yeah I thought that I, I had always heard oh Han Solo was not that good and I saw it and I was like I thought it was one of the better one of the better it's a really good movie I loved it I really enjoyed it my friend I love, I love the story of how they actually gave him the name the whole the movie as a whole was just kind of just really cool and again I had heard that it wasn't that just for people telling me and then I saw it and I was like maybe my expectations were just lowered and that's why I thought it was, but it was one of my favorite out of all of them. Yep. My friend yep. is a huge Star Wars fan, and every time I get back from the newer Star Wars movies, I'm he'll be like, eh, "It was okay." I'm like, "Oh, I loved it." And he's like, "Of course you did." <laughs> so it's like a lot of the hardcore fans. They only like four, five, six. And but I, th I thought Han Solo was great. Yeah, I loved it. I think my favorite out of them all might have been Rogue One. Out of the whole series, Rogue One was really good. Oh, no. um, you didn't like Rogue One? Really? I didn't like Rogue oh, One either. Not <laughs> enough hunks in that one. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is true. All right. So what else we got, Shakti? 
Oh, okay. See, more Disney Plus. Some news regarding another remake, Turner and Hooch. Oh. This time, uh, McGee, the producer who I love from Charlie's Angels. Remember back uh, Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz, and he directed the Winchester Brothers and Supernatural. Um, he's going to be brought on as a director, although it's still uncertain if it will be for all or just a couple of the 12 episodes. Also attached to the project is Josh Peck, who will play the role made famous by Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks, that was like old Tom Hanks. It was like, oh, not old, but it was young Tom Hanks. Like old original Tom Hanks. Yeah, original Tom Hanks. Um, before he became like America's sweetheart of actors. Yeah, I can't see, I mean, I like Josh Peck. He's, he's in some good stuff, but I just can't see, I don't know. Those are big Hanks. shoes to fill. Yeah, and, and just like, like I think when we think back like Tom Hanks great films, where's Turner and Hooch on that list? You know what I mean? Like, like there's a lot of movies to make a series out of. I just, Turner and Hooch, I mean, I'm sure it'll be decent. It'll be watchable. I'm sure it's going to be on Disney Plus. You know, good, but it'll be fun. A dog but, slobbering everywhere. It's going to be so much fun. But I'm sure even Tom Hanks kind of forgot about the Turner and Hooch phase of his life. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's probably like, oh, yeah, did that? Yeah, maybe but, they'll do Bosom Buddies next. He'll be Bosom Buddies. <laughs> You know what's funny is I I was I was telling my I was talking to my wife who's she's in her mid thirties and we, I was talking about Tom Hanks in Bosom Buddies and she was like what are you talking about and I'm yeah. like remember oh, that was the show he started out it was like what like late seventies yeah. early eighties I was a little I was a little guy at the time so I don't really remember it. like I watched it but I knew the show and I, Samantha's the youngest one here so she's probably like what the heck are you guys talking about you know the show we're talking about no <laughs> I, I would like, have to call, I would have to call my husband Tom Hanks is like breakout role was on a sitcom called Bosom Buddies where if I remember correctly didn't they live like in a girl's dorm because they, and they, were, they they have no place to go, so they had to dress like women to yeah, get so into they the had to Yep, super yeah. believable. That was you know? <laughs> controversial at the time. Well, when did Turner and Hooch come out? It wasn't, it was that was after. That was after that. It was probably, I would say probably late 80s. Late yeah. 80s, yeah. 88, so I'm a guess. Was TV star then. Like, that was... Yeah, he was already segued into doing film, I think, by that point. Um, okay, I would definitely not know about that show. I was born in 88. How do you guys feel yeah. oh about all this Baby. <laughs> I would have to any questions like that. I'll have to ask my husband. He would know. <laughs> All right, more Disney Plus news. All right, I know you're giving this to me. Let's see. Anya Adams has been added to direct multiple episodes of the Mighty Ducks series. The Mighty Ducks is set to soon resume production in Vancouver, Canada after filming was paused in March due to the COVID-19 outbreak. The series will be led by Lauren Graham, who's fantastic, as well as Emilio Estevez, who is even more fantastic, who will reprise his role as Coach Gordon Bombay. That's See, pretty that- cool. That that's another one like that I'd like to see because hopefully they pick up from now whatever it is twenty plus years from where Mighty Ducks left off and we can see where they're all out now you know and that would be pretty cool that that I'd be interested in watching makes me think of something though real quick question Shakti oh boy <laughs> why don't eggs tell jokes oh none of that joke eggs tell jokes and I don't know they can't tell jokes because they would crack each other up. Uh, <laughs> I'll be here all week. Funny though, <laughs> so, so cheesy, really. so cheesy. Seventy-nine dollars. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fifty-nine. So oh, yeah, his you don't need to go to Circus LA. You just go to Gene's <laughs> Comedy Show. I'll be here all week. Yeah. All right. So also in more news. We actually have City Works Eatery and Poorhouse in Disney Springs actually has a new rewards program. Uh, when you sign up and register your credit card or debit card, you'll get a free appetizer for up to 10 bucks. And also with program, I believe it's you get a $10 credit for every for your birthday. And then also if you spend $200, they give you a $20 credit. So I don't know if that's good for that meal or if it's $200 spent and then on the next time it's, but you know, $20 for $200 spent on a meal. So have you guys ever been to City Works? Not. 
it's a cool date night place. You guys check it out over in Disney Springs. So oh, that's a good deal. Yeah. I mean, it, all you're doing is just signing up and then yeah. it's free stuff. You know, as long as you eat there, you get some free stuff. So why not? Right. That's pretty um, good. So I, they also have a way too that you don't have to even log in your credit card or your debit card. I believe there's a way that you can like get an app and then just, um, show the receipt to the app and then or like log in the receipt and there's a way that you could still get credit for it with having to log in a, an actual card attached to it so that's cool all right and that actually that actually brings us to our next interview our next guest is the guy who's responsible for some of the coolest disney themed t-shirts you're gonna see i'm sure if you've been in the parks you probably have ran into someone with one of their shirts on so please welcome matt from neverland trading to the show how you doing matt doing great thanks it's good to have you on as a sponsor this week you guys have some really just some super cool shirts uh we really love the stuff you guys have man really good stuff Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of stuff and we have a great time put together. How long have you guys been in business? Just about five years almost now. Wow, okay, really. And you started off, did you guys start off doing Disney shirts or Disney, you know, theme shirts or were you guys doing other stuff? Neverland Trading has always been Disney themed shirts, yeah. It's kind of, it was it's just always been sort of a, a side project, but one that we put a lot of effort into. Mm-hmm. We both do other things outside of Neverland Trading. It, they, they are amazing, amazing shirts. How, how does it feel when you guys will be in the park and you'll see somebody in one of your shirts? Like how, oh, like, yeah. That's that's the funnest thing. That does, that doesn't ever get old, man. I mean, it's neat to see something that you came with, up with, kind of in your head, and then printed it yourself, and then to see it like on, on somebody's back, magical, if you will. Do you ever want to run up to him and be like, "Hey, that's that's my shirt"? I always do. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be just, it's got to be so great. You just, you just walk into the park all of a sudden, you see someone in a shirt that you, like you said, that you created, then it's like, it's your art right there on display, man. It's so, that's, that's so, that's so cool. So how, how did you guys get started doing this? Like what made you guys say, hey, let's start making some, some, some shirts for the parks? Well, kind of always been like Disney buffs and uh, outside of here, I'm a graphic designer and I own a small uh, design agency where I do uh, web development and uh, brand design for companies. And one of our major things is we print a lot of t-shirts. And so one day my wife said, you know, we what we should do is, is start a line of Disney themed shirts because we both love the parks and we're you know had some young kids. I'm like, yeah, that sounds amazing. And I do what I'm I do because I was inspired by Disney movies when I was a kid, mm-hmm. right? So it just made sense. It's kind of a cool creative outlet for me to be able to illustrate and do things that I wouldn't necessarily do for my corporate clients. It's a good way to kind of theme off, yeah. right? It's like you almost have like your own little outlet of 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 Disney f- magic, you know? Totally is. What is your favorite shirt that you guys have created? Like, what's the shirt you like? Is like the most one the most proud that it's made you oh my god that's a tough one all my anytime i come up with a new shirt that's usually my my new favorite your one. new favorite <laughs> yeah, yeah uh the kylo ren one uh, is a fun one because i like acdc and kind of matching doing matchups of like rock and, yeah. and other other things and whatnot another one that I, that I like a lot is the there's a headless horseman one that we have out that's kind of Halloween time, um, and then some of just just the basic ones like our, our very first shirt, which was "Take Me to Neverland" shirt. That's just kind of a mm-hmm. basic little design. It's got a, the pirate ship from uh, Peter Pan in it. And what I like, I guess, about that is it's something that I hand drew my own version of that of the pirate ship. So something that I kind of came up with in my head, hand drew it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's that's like that's the one that kind of kicked it all off, I guess. Then, huh? Yeah. And, and you're wearing actually the shirt you're right now is actually pretty cool. I can see it, the Ohana shirt. That's a oh, really okay. that's actually really cool. What's your best seller right now? It's Kylo Ren. The Kylo Ren one. Yeah, that's a yeah. really cool shirt. That's actually that that's we actually that's the one for the giveaway this week. So yeah, um, yeah. people will love to uh, to see that Kylo Ren shirt. Hope one lucky winner will get that this week. So, yeah, um, we sell a lot of uh, of Udalali shirt, green shirt, and uh, 
Yeah, ulali, ulali, gali, what a day from <laughs> Robin Hood, right? <laughs> it's um, you guys. I mean, if you go to your, your your page, I mean, you you'll just see like just like there's not a there's not a shirt that's not super cool. Like you want to buy like a handful of them every time you go on your page. It's like yeah. this is it's just stock full of just cool, really just awesome looking shirts, and so different than what everybody else is doing. Like there's a bunch of Disney themed T-shirt companies, but you have like your own unique kind of spin on a lot of them, and it, that's it's what's so cool about it, you know? Yeah, you know. We really try and not just put Mickey Mouse ears on everything, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we really want to, kind of, we try, we try to think outside the box a, a little bit, right? And kind of, you know, make it something that, you know, that the fans are going to re- really enjoy and then mm-hmm. has a little bit of thought behind it. Do they, and what does the guys just kind of come to you, be like sitting on the couch watching TV, be like, ah, oh, that's it. I got one. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it's just like that, right? Or, uh, you know, on my, on my morning walks or, you know, you never know where you're going to get fired. That's cool. That's cool. Anything new coming up in the pipeline that you're kind of working on now that you want to share or you got anything coming up for the, with you know, anything seasonal? Yeah, we're working on some Christmas, some new Christmas stuff. Most of our Halloween stuff is, is out now, although I might, I, I always kind of find inspiration about halfway through the season and just yeah. kind of drop something. So yeah, we'll, we'll start having some of that stuff. We might be doing Christmas ornaments and a few other little things like that soon too. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, so you might be branching out to some other things then. Things, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I got some Disney questions for you since uh, this is a Disney show. What is your favorite Disney movie? Oh my God. Everybody always have a, has a hard time with this one because there's so many. That, that hard one. Let's go with, say, Mary Poppins. Oh, that's a classic, man. I love it. I love say it. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that, that, that's a tough, tough question for sure. But Mary Poppins, at least at the moment, next week it might change. Yeah. Um, Mary Poppins has a special meaning for me as well. I, I That was a, a movie that was near and dear to me growing up, so... It's yeah, one of those movies that if it's on, I got to stop and watch it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I watched it a, a hundred times, a thousand times when I, when I was growing up. And then when our kids were really little, and they, they still, like to this day, they were they would watch it at least once a week. Yeah, um, not so great. Yeah. Movie. So we know all the songs as a family and stuff. So it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's a good all-around thing for our family. Now, you guys are based out of California, right? Yeah. So you're more Disneyland guys than, than Disney World guys. So what would for be, sure. have, yeah. you, have you ever gotten a chance to go to Disney World as well or no? Uh, a couple of times, yeah, but okay, not, cool. not, very, not very often. It's a little bit of a little bit of a trek. And it, it, yeah, I can imagine. Expensive to get up there for, for us. <laughs> so, um, let me ask a question: though. What is your favorite ride in Disneyland? Disneyland, uh, 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 probably a tie between Pirates and. Um, Big Thunder Mountain. Okay. Yeah. Now, is the Big Thunder Mountain out by you guys different than the one in Florida? That's a good question. I, I think I'm not really sure. I think it might be a little bit different. I, I think it might be a, a little bit different. Not too much, but but different enough. Okay, cool. That's yeah. cool. Well, we want to thank you for uh, for coming on today. And um, guys, trust me, you're going to love their shirts. Go check out their page. And, actually, and let them know where they can actually find you guys. Where's your yeah. outlets? Yeah, yeah. Um, just our, our main website, neverlandtrading.com. Instagram, we're always on Instagram, and that's neverland underscore trading. And we do have an Etsy shop as well, and that's just etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash neverland trading but the best place to shop is is on our website neverlandtrading.com there you go guys trust me go to their site you're going to see you're going to want to have a whole shopping cart worth of shirts they got some great stuff and one lucky winner this week is going to win the kylo ren shirt believe me i was looking at it before it's awesome i wish i could keep it myself uh but it's going to go to one lucky winner so again matt thank you so much for joining us we appreciate having you appreciate having you on today we appreciate having you as the sponsor for the week we'll be in touch we're gonna have you on again soon my pleasure i appreciate being on thank you thank Thank you very much. Okay, so let's thank Matt and Neverland Trading for being part of the show this week and the sponsor. And that actually brings us to this week's Disney topic.
Topic Talk. And uh, again, today we're discussing our number one Disney bucket list item. Samantha, why don't you go first? What do you got for your, what's your number one Disney bucket list item? So my number one bucket list item is I have been dying to stay at the Polynesian Resort. I am obsessed mm-hmm. with the whole, ho- the whole like Hawaiian feel and the fact that I can wake up and be at Ohana, <laughs> go in the mm-hmm. volcano pool. That is definitely on my bucket list. I love, I love the Polynesian. I, I was always a big boardwalk guy as everybody knows and then one time mm-hmm. just going to actually going to a restaurant it's my first time I ever walked in there years ago and that's where I was like oh I gotta I gotta stay here it's great you would love it I'm so um, excited I would love to stay there even if it's a weekend I just I just want to stay there we're with you we're with <laughs> you yeah. on that is there a specific do you have it like is it just anywhere in, in the resort or do you have like a specific uh, island or is it any, just staying at the Polynesian I mean I would like to just stay there but if I can the little long houses mm-hmm. I would definitely yeah. be in heaven just the ones on the water by the water yes it's like uh, like in that movie Couples Retreat. Have you guys seen Couples Retreat? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Like that. Not like that. Though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then just even like the dining options in there are just really cool. Between Kona Cafe, do you guys have had the Tonga toast before at Kona Cafe? No, I haven't. It's having it's it's like stuffed French toast, French with like bananas oh. in it, and the French oh, toast my. has got to be like three inches thick, and it's got it's oh, like bananas. That sounds delicious. <laughs> you can get it at a couple different places, but Kona Cafe is the one, and then um, Ohana. I know me and Sam have spoken about Ohana before the breakfast is really cool and but the dinner to me is like if i had a last meal it might be at ohana that's how good ohana is oh i agree (laughs) it's not it's not like you know there's there's other places i like but the ohana experience and it's just like comfort food just like chicken wings asian like noodles like like um like a lo mein and they come back with they come around with the skewers with the shrimp and the chicken and the steak i want to stay at the polynesian right now Oh. Or do you just want to eat there all day? Uh, we can arrange that too. I, that's, that's probably a lot cheaper. Oh, it's heaven. And then you can see the fireworks right there from the thing. Uh, yeah, no, the Polynesian. The, on the water parade, yeah. which is insanely awesome. Oh, what's the music, Stephanie? <laughs> yeah. That, that's definitely one of the resorts. We go to a lot of them just to like visit, but that's one that is sad walking away because you're just depressed that you can't just go to a room up there and stay. And you mm. see people walking around and I just want to ask them, oh my gosh, like, can I just come see your room? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's so true, but it's so pretty. Like with just the smell, when you walk yes. in, it just smells amazing, and mm-hmm. you just want to like stay there. I'll, I'll... Oh no, there's the this display that I can't tear myself away from. It's downstairs by the grill or the food court. You know their food court, which is like awesome, and it's got like all these old sixties like oh, like the records, records and stuff. Yeah. Yes, and Huey, Dewey, and like it's like it's oh, and they're all wearing like little tree skirts. It's like so, people walk by it. All yeah, the time what's the I name see. of the bar there again? The oh Sam. Oh, um, um, yeah, I think it's on the way yeah. to yeah, get to that. Yeah, yeah, And then you can just smell, the smell is really good in that spot. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my gosh, it, uh, what is it with the smells? Why won't those Disney two people smells? over there leave? They're just in the hall <laughs> smelling everything. <laughs> Pressed up yeah. against the display glass. It's okay, I'll smell the area with you. Oh my gosh, it smells so good. What is it? We're going to start a thing. It's going to be the new uh, purple wall. <laughs> it's going to be the smelling the, hallway. The smell wall? Yeah. 
Oh, good one. I think you're clever. <gasps> that's a really good idea, Scratch and Sniff. You got it. Yeah, you got to get that going. So yeah, Sam, that's awesome. That, that bucket list uh, item is definitely very cool. Dan and Steph, what do you guys got as a bucket list item? Do we have the same? Are we on the same page or do we have, what do we got? Well, I was actually going to say that. We we have, Earlier. okay. There was one that was on our list for a long time. And the reason it's going to get an honorable mention is it was half fulfilled. We always wanted to go on the Marceline tour to go into the Haunted Mansion for the ballroom scene, which was included. And so I surprised her and set that all up for her birthday. And it was a cool tour and everything, but something happened that day where they didn't let you into the ballroom. Mm. So although it was really fun. Yeah, it was really cool. You get in. I don't know if you guys have done walking tours. We've always wanted to do one of the walking tours, but we can never part with our four, you know, they take like four hours and we could never part with that time in Magic Kingdom. But we we did this because you end up in in the ballroom scene. And every every blogger was talking about it. Everybody, you know, everywhere with, oh, you're going to, it's so cool. They take you in the back and you see the ballroom. I was so mad, you guys. And I was so depressed. it was cool and we got there to the mansion and we're thinking oh my gosh okay now we're gonna go in now we're gonna go in and it just yeah i saw a lady come up to our our host and say something right before we started the mansion stuff and yeah. i knew something was going on and it was like, down uh, the mansion mm. then was down for a week and that was yeah. right before everything closed. and now it's like i don't know will that ever happen again because of the way things are to go in the mansion. So our new bucket list, it's always been a bucket list and we have not done it, is Tokyo. That that that's on my book. It's not my number one, but that's on my list. That's just looks like so much fun, dude. It's so cool. The merch alone. I yeah, can't. We, one of our Those best friends, handbags. that's like their Disney place. They go every other year and it's just hearing everything and seeing the pictures. It's just crazy. Right down to the keychains. They're keychains. Yeah, the merchandise. <laughs> Hello. Popcorn buckets are cooler. <laughs> yeah, they, they got some cool stuff. And it's always they, always, they have like so much different stuff that you would never be able to find anywhere yeah. else. I mean, it's just, just yeah. dedicated to just Shanghai too, I believe has their own kind of stuff too. Yeah, and Shanghai. Just yeah. really cool. And, the, and you know, they have their own versions of, of a lot of rides out there that we don't have and you would actually you know we have they're just unique to them yeah and i mean they have a better appreciation for like the country bears and you know the classic attractions and so they promote Mm -hmm. it which we don't really get here Mm -hmm. you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. That's a good point. I feel like there's a lot of things that, like, I think, I, I don't know if it was Shanghai or if it is Tokyo, but I know, like, they do a big thing with uh, Zootopia at one of the two. I want to see uh, Pirates. Yeah, we want to see the, I think, what do you call that? What, the octopus? No, and Pirates. Yeah, there's a big you know octopus. They, oh, there is? Yeah. yeah like a squid or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought that was Shanghai. <clears throat> oh, I'm wrong. Okay, yeah. I want to see the octopus. <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> I just, I don't know. It, it's so clean there mm-hmm. and just everything is so pristine and just love that respect for the classics, I guess. And I just, <laughs> I would say that's, that's probably for me, that's that and the bears and the Haunted Mansion are my top reasons for wanting to be there and the merch. So only those. <laughs> and sea. And yeah. And 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah. See, that yeah. was one of my favorite rides as a kid. Yeah. They don't have that anymore. No representation anymore in, in Magic Kingdom. No, it's just that. gone. It's on a couple of ornaments and t-shirts. And yeah. I got to watch it. I haven't seen it in so long. Kirk oh, Douglas. Yeah. yeah, it's so Kirk good. Douglas is a 10. <laughs> yes. Dr. Kirk Douglas is a 10. Yes, Kirk Douglas is a 10. <laughs> yeah, unlike Zac Efron. Yeah, he's okay. You really bring nice him guy. up a lot, Gene. I just tease, yeah. I just tease the girls. Is I actually he on your T-shirt. Can we see your T-shirt? Is is Zach on that or what? He's on the Zach poster. Everyone. He's on the poster. Yeah. On my wall. He's on the- see, 
see a sponsor? We got to give shout-outs? <laughs> I, I, I just tease the girls. No, listen, I know Zach. I'm going to make you a shirt with my cricket <laughs> that says, I love Zach Efron. I'm going to make you a shirt. Number one hunk. Zach Efron I will wear it. Number, Number one hunk. <laughs> Zach Efron ears. Tell me your size. I'm going to make it. <laughs> I love actually. Okay, decide. I love Zac Efron. I think he's. I, I love it when he plays like a funny character because I think he just plays comedy so well. Yeah, I like him too. He's no John Ham. John oh Ham's a ten. My, what was the movie with <laughs> Grandpa? Oh, with, oh, John uh, Ham. De Niro. That's a good one. <clears throat> I love John Ham. I think John Ham is one of those guys that when he plays a funny character. Although with John Ham, when he was in the town, I hated him in the town because he was just so like. Ah, oh, he was awesome the in the town. I, he was relentless. That's uh, when I started liking Ben Affleck. I never liked Ben Affleck before that. I yeah, Ben Affleck was phenomenal in that movie. Uh, yeah, I think everybody was, was great in that movie. Actual acting role. Everybody was so good in that movie. Him yeah. and Jeremy Renner and um, Blake yep. Lively with, with that Boston. She she pulled off the Boston she accent like pulled, yeah. One of my favorite movies just in general. And then I'll watch, it's funny. I'll watch the town, and then the very next movie I'll watch like Mary Poppins. Like it's not even a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. I watched Ratatouille the other day and. And it's literally oh. like 10 minute break to get something to eat and then watch Godfather right after. I went from Ratatouille oh. to Godfather. So. That's a good double feature. It's a great it double feature. Kind of, you know, Please. Cool. Remy, then, then Michael Corleone. Doesn't get yeah. any better. Yeah, there's pasta in both. <laughs> That's- I always felt that was so underrated. I'm glad that ride is coming. To- I can't wait. I love that Ratatouille oh, movie. So it's- excited. Out of all the new movies, it's my favorite. Yes. Yeah. Movies, I so. agree. It's super it's, cute. Yeah, it's, so it's such a good movie. I love it. My bucket list is Club Thirty Three. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a good one. I, a good one. Yeah. I would love now. Listen, there's three of them now. They got like two more, and they they may have even opened more. And I, maybe I just I just don't know about. It. I know they opened one in in Tokyo Disney, so you guys can visit when you go to Tokyo oh, Disney. Oh, perfect. And Shanghai Disneyland. I know they have them there, but I want to go to the original, the original one where Walt himself actually ate with like presidents and leaders of other countries and CEOs of companies and. Yeah. And when I'll be back, I think it was what is it 1960? It was late 60s. It opened. Late? Um, yeah, it was open, it opened some in, late, in the late 60s. I think 67. It's. I think they say it's like a. It's, if I if I saw it correctly, it's like twenty five thousand dollars for a membership. I think a year. So yeah. Just that. for the but just for the the opportunity to dine there, I got to give you twenty five thousand dollars every year, and then I got to pay for my meal, which is probably a super expensive meal. Right, right. But and I'll tell you what, I would I would love to be able to just say once I ate at at Club Thirty Three in Disneyland, you know, and they got the uh, they got the restaurant part. They have that. that they, I believe they also have like a jazz lounge kind of attached to it. I know the waiting list. I think it was at one point. I know it was like a ten year waiting list, something like that. Um, and then I think they even stopped the waiting list for a little bit because it got so long that they just didn't even have a waiting list. It just was no more new members. And I think they started a waiting list again if I, if I heard correctly so um and i know the menu changes a lot seasonal and based on just whatever they want to do because let's face it, it's twenty five thousand dollars to, to right. just to eat, the opportunity to eat there but i would pretty much eat anything if you put it in front of me there just to say I ate <laughs> you're gonna get it it's gonna be like grilled cheese sandwiches or sandwiches. <laughs> tomato soup and grilled cheese uh, let me tell you something if it was something i was allergic to definitely allergic to i'd probably take the chance and just say at least get me a bite oh. <laughs> um, i would eat anything there just because like how many people could say they've ate a club thing. I don't know anyone that's ever right, I, you know yeah I don't know anybody that would no, to me that would be the ultimate to be able to and, to and to think of the history of that plate would just be that would be the absolute dream so that's my that's my bucket list that's a good one so that's a fantastic one but uh so yeah Shakti what's your bucket list item I know you've done a lot of Disney in your life so I know you probably hit a lot of the notches you know because I think that Disney's service is top-notch I think 
it's the gold standard. I could only imagine going on a Disney cruise would be total luxury. And we've done, I think, all, at least six different cruise lines, which have all been fantastic. But when I think about it, which is a very short span of thinking about it, probably just blows you away. Because you know how they do Disney. Everything. Everybody is in character 24-7. Mm-hmm. There's nothing out of place. I mean, it's that Disney magic that really exists uh, to board the ship and, and to be with the characters and, and to mingle around, you know, Corona free with everyone else that is, you know, has the same feeling. And then to go to their little island, it just seems like a very attainable dream. I'm not sure why we haven't done it. I know we haven't done it, but I've personally never been on one of their cruises either. I know if I was ever going to, I've never been on a cruise because a cruise would be one less time I can go to Disney. But if I was to go on a cruise, (laughs) it would, it would be, it would definitely be a Disney cruise. My only fear, would it be Disney enough or would I be like, I wish I would have just been to Disney World. So like, that's always been my fear of it. But if I'm going to do a cruise, I got to imagine that's, that's the cruise I'm going to do. I mean, it's a cruise with a Disney touch. I don't think it'll be Disney enough at all, but it'll be extra magical. Yeah. I mean, you ever see like, you see a lot of the other podcasters, whenever you watch all their YouTube stuff and, and you see when they go on these cruises and they show you like the footage and the food just looks Again, intense the food. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I, yeah I love to eat man me too <laughs> That's, that's I have why a big concern though that you mentioned about is it enough I think food? of the Disney like we, we get in the parks there's so much everything in the parks there's so many things that you can love that someone else maybe doesn't care about or you know and I've thought of the same thing on the cruise is it would it wear off after mm-hmm. a day I don't know it would still be that great service I, I'm a total fan of that as well and I think that's what so much is based on of Disney that I love is the attention to detail but I don't know. I like you said, if you're gonna go on one, I would go on that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I there'd be no reason for me to go on another cruise. I mean, like Shakti, you obviously you said you've been on a bunch. So my, mm-hmm. like I said, my thing is with, with cruise. I just, I just, my wife has always wanted to go on one. I've just, like I said, I've always been like, well, if we're gonna go on a cruise, let's go with Disney cruise. But if it's gonna be anywhere else, I might, as, I'd rather just go to Disney and go on another cruise line just because you know I don't get to travel as, as, as much as I'd like. And so when I get that week or two a year, I want to go to to Disney or do something. Yeah, Disney. I think it, I think it's different for like us, you know, I, I don't know where you guys are from, but I know Gene, like when you're not living close to right. either Disneyland or Disney World, it's not like you can, oh, well, we're going to do yeah. the cruise now because we're going X amount of times to the park. But if you're only going once or possibly twice a year, mm-hmm. it is tough to make the decision to go on the cruise. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you got to take advantage no, of that. No, I like, agree. We actually I mean, talked on the last week a little bit. So that'll do it for this week's episode guys before we go though let's just go over this week's trivia one more time all right guys remember uh you're going to dm us on instagram uh with your answer if you have the correct answer you're going to get entered into the drawing and one lucky winner that had the correct answer will be selected and they will win from neverland trading kylo ren themed t-shirt which is size large and a neverland themed t-shirt which is size small so hopefully those size fit you otherwise the gift that you win will be a gift for someone else that you can give away and then again all the correct answers are going to be sent to at the magic lifestyle at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle the question again one more time is last wednesday on august 19th samantha gave her top five character dining options what was sam's number two on her list so you send that answer in and you have a chance to win the two t-shirts all right guys so good luck and again we want to give a big thanks to chris carlin from espn radio for joining us it was a pleasure getting the chance to speak to him and talk some nba and also we want to thank matt from neverland trading for joining us as well and for sponsoring this week's episode and with that let's say goodbye to the whole crew samantha it's been a pleasure we'll see you next time bye take care dan and steph bye
We'll see you later. By the way, I would just want to mention, we went to Marceline, Missouri a while ago, and we got some videos that we're starting to post on. I saw. Rock and Roll W. Yeah. Fun stuff. You have the, 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 the up against the picture. The, with taking the pictures yeah yeah, yeah. do you like the character <laughs> funny stuff like and i saw uh, yeah everybody plug plug the instagram one more time real quick so everybody knows to go check it out because you guys have some of the yeah. funniest videos you it's guys... rock and roll dw but rock and then and roll not and rock yeah. and roll dw one word they they are they are the they are some of they are the funniest disney couple i've ever met that's why i'm so glad to have them part of the show as, <laughs> as, as well as as samantha and shocky as well you know uh really love the cast that we got and just want to say i appreciate you guys and with that let's say goodbye to shakti last but not least shakti we'll see you next time yes thank you for having me all right so guys we'll say thank you for listening remember have a great today a better tomorrow and we'll see you next week 